Hello, hello, everyone. This episode is dedicated to the burned out mamas. Now, I know most of us are all on that same boat. You, know, you talk to any mom on the planet, she will likely tell you that she is worn out. She is overwhelmed. She has too much stuff on her plate. I have been on that same boat. I have been so completely burned out. So I'm going to share my own personal story, my own experience of being burned out. I remember this vividly because it was such a difficult time in my life. My husband was out of town at the time and I remember it was the third night in a row I lay in bed covered in sweat, blood, medicine, breast milk, throw up, and pee. I hadn't showered in days. I haven't gotten a full night's rest in over a month. I just gave birth to my second son, so my body was still healing and recovering from really painful hemorrhoids. You know, I keep my bedroom lights on all night while my two-year-old, I'm sorry, he was one at the time, while my one-year-old was fast asleep. However, he had been suffering from seizures lately, and so that's why I kept the lights on. I wanted to make sure that you know, he wasn't seizing, so I would have to monitor his breath and monitor his movement. And then during the day, I felt like I had a thousand and one things I needed to do. So saying I was overwhelmed you know, is an understatement. You know, even when I did get a moment to myself, my mind would begin to run about how exhausted I am, all the things I was unable to accomplish and what I could have done to be better. You know, I was so burned out that I didn't even recognize myself. I always had in my mind the kind of mother and wife I was going to be. And I feel like most, you know, women at some point think of that, you know, they start to, you know, when they're getting to that age where they want to get married and they want to have kids, you know, we all have that idea, you know, like, and I did too. Those were my standards. However, you know, life did what life does, and it threw me a few unexpected curveballs. So I had these standards, and then I had my actual reality of marriage and motherhood. When I was in college, I lived in London during my second, uh, no, during my entire sophomore year. And it was an amazing experience. I would ride the tube, and their tube is what we call the subway. And I noticed the first time that I entered into uh, the, the, you know, the station, I would see all of these red and blue and white signs that said, mind the gap. And then when you actually approach the tube and the tube door opens, every single time that it opens, you hear this man with a lovely British accent saying, mind the gap, mind the gap. And I really it had no idea <laughs> what it was that, you know, you know, I just kind of went on my way, didn't really think about it. And then I noticed one time when I actually stepped off the tube, I noticed there is a gap in between the tube and the sidewalk. And then it dawned on me, oh, that's what they're talking about. They're saying, mind the gap. They're saying, look at the gap, because if your foot gets caught in between that space, you can really injure yourself. And that is the same with your standards and where you are right now. 
the greater gap between the expectations that you have for yourself or the standards that you hold for yourself and where you are, the more suffering you, go, you are going to experience. And that's what happened to me. There was a huge gap between what I thought I was going to be as a mother and as a wife and who I was right then. This is why I experienced so many you know, mean thoughts of I am I'm, I'm failing as a wife. You know, my children deserve a better mom. I am not enough. You know, I'm just going to fail at this too. You know, and along with your thoughts, it's just a matter of time where the painful emotions start to arise. I felt really guilty. I was sad. I was anxious. I was stressed out. And you know what really got me that I really didn't, couldn't quite understand is like, I'm highly educated. And this isn't just to, to boast. Like there's a reason why I'm, I'm, I'm telling you this. Like I, I spent a lot of years in school and in classes and reading books. I went to college. I graduated law school. I even have a master's of dispute resolution. Now my entire master's program is dedicated on how to build pleasant relationships between people. But what's so crazy is there wasn't one class, one textbook, or even a footnote that taught me how to create well-being within myself. So here I am over here, you know, helping people communicate more effectively, get closer, you know, to, to form closer, you know, better bonds between people, whether it's a parent and child or co-workers. And then here I am, I can't even handle the relationship that I have with myself. I am experiencing all these difficult thoughts and all of these hard emotions, and I didn't know what to do with them. If I wanted to get out of this hole, I knew I had no other choice but to do some really deep research on the mind. Because at the end of the day, all of my suffering, all of these negative thoughts, all of these emotions, they all came from the same place. My mind. Now I would think, okay, so right now I am burned out. I am tired. But what I learned is that your thoughts and emotions, especially the painful thoughts and emotions that you have, the more painful ones that you have, the more energy you consume. What I learned was that it was my thoughts and emotions. They were the reason I was so burned out. But the problem is, is that I got so lost in the whole of my thoughts in the whole of my emotions, I missed the very purpose they exist in the first place. My thoughts and emotions are just, it's like a sign. It's similar to when you um, are running and let's say you sprain your ankle. You're going to feel pain in your ankle. But thank 
goodness for these symptoms. Thank goodness for this sign because that's just a warning to you that the body needs healing. Your ankle needs some, you know, love and attention, some care right now. Your mind is very much the same way. If you experience these difficult thoughts and these emotions, it is just a sign or a symptom that the mind needs healing. But, you know, most of us will repress our thoughts. We will ignore them or like what I did, I'd get lost in them. And that's why I started to experience, you know, the depression and the guiltiness and the anxiety. So when I discovered that, when I discovered that it's my thoughts and emotions, that they're, they're just messages, that the mind's not well, you know, I decided it was time to take responsibility over my mind. If I had the power to create these types of thoughts and emotions, then I have the power to destroy them. So I did the math. My unmet standards create difficult thoughts and emotions. And these thoughts and emotions are consuming all of my energy. And that consumption of the energy is what's creating a burnout. Therefore, the problem is not what is going on in my life. The real problem is my standards. And what I discovered is not that there's anything wrong with standards. You know, it's because of the standards I held for myself that I was able to graduate law school and get a master's and find a, a lovely husband. You know, the standards are great. But I was missing one very important ingredient. And because I didn't have this ingredient... I experienced a lot of pain and that one ingredient was compassion. Compassion gave me the power to close the gap by looking at my life from a different perspective. You know, if something wasn't within my grasp to change, I took the steps. I reached out to loved ones. I asked for help. And then I was also realistic. If there was something I was unable to change, I no longer dwelled on it. It is out of my hands. There is nothing I can do about it. So why sit there and, you know, harper on it? Compassion gifted me the ability to let go of the unrealistic pressures I put on myself by trying to be the perfect mom, the perfect wife, and this perfect great businesswoman. You know, and the greatest lesson I learned from my burnout experience is some, sometimes life is going to give me a hug. Sometimes life's going to punch me in the gut. But no matter what, I get to decide how these experiences impact me. This lesson has been so incredibly profound in my life. Having compassion for myself has opened up 
a new world for me because I no longer judge, criticize myself. I'm more loving and more patient. There's another warning that I want to give to a lot of moms out there. You know, we'll sit there on social media and look at these other moms who are absolutely killing it, at least according to their pictures or, you know, the videos or the blog or whatever it is that they use to get their information out. But it's incredibly important that people understand these moms have to show the beautiful side of motherhood, almost the perfected perfection side of motherhood, because that's the only way in which they'll get sponsors. The companies don't want to, you know, sponsor a mom that's showing, you know, what turning into a momster looks like, you know, that shows the other side of what the mom experiences. So it is incredibly important that you always keep that in mind. You know, we all are having our own journey and our own experiences. And when you have something as grand as social media, it is hard not to look at it and, you know, start figuring out, okay, well, that's my standard. You know, these are my expectations and this is how I'm supposed to be. Because the more that you do that, that space of where you are right now, and then you start looking at these perfect moms, that is why you're going to experience difficult thoughts. This is why you're going to start to judge yourself. And at the end of the day, when you are experiencing painful thoughts and painful emotions, at some point, very soon, it's going to start to impact your behavior. It's going to impact the relationship that you have with your husband. It's going to impact the relationship you have with your children. You know, usually in a husband situation, if you're not in the place where you think that you're supposed to be, we tend to blame. You look at your husband and you say, you know, you're the reason why I'm this, this, and that. You know, you're the reason why I'm unhappy. You're the reason why my life turned out that way. And obviously, you know, that doesn't help in any relationship. How do you think he's going to respond to that? And then with your kids, you may not be necessarily blaming them for how your life is, but because you're frustrated, because you're overwhelmed, when you're in certain states, when your brain is unhappy, it takes very little for you to snap. It's a lot easier to get over you know, uh, issues when you're happy. You know, when you're in a good mood and somebody says something you know, sideways to you or crazy to you or whatever, if you're happy, it just kind of bounces right off of you. But if you are overworked, if you are overwhelmed, if you are exhausted or you are burned out, all it takes is one little thing and you lose it. You're exhausted. You you just go off. And, you know, we have children and children are going to say things that we don't like and they're going to have us repeat ourselves over and over and over again. They're going to test us. They're still learning themselves, so they're learning what boundaries, what they can and cannot do. That is the experience of motherhood. And because that is the experience of it, it is our responsibility to make sure that we create the mindset to prepare for that. 
Now, our children deserve it. Of course, we want to show up as the best moms. And I think it is great for you mamas out there that are doing it for your kids. But I want you to do it for yourself first. So much of our life, we say, you know, I, I, I'm losing myself because I do everything for my children. I do everything for my husband. I do everything for my parents. I do it for my friends. I do it at my job, for my coworkers. I'm doing everything for everybody else. And I am not doing it for me. This is why you are exhausted, why you are burned out. It is time that you start doing things for yourself. And this is not in like a selfish mode land, like I'm just going to go off and move to Bali and get massages every day and, you know, meditate. When I say do things for yourself, do things of what it is you want the outcome to be, the consequence to be. So when you are doing for your children, when you are in mother, you know, mothering, you're not necessarily doing it for them. You're doing it because you want to be a great mother. This is for you or, you know, with your husband, when you're doing things for your husband that he needs, you know, needs for you to do. This is not necessarily just for him. You want to be a good wife. You like the feeling of what it is to be a good wife. That's what you ultimately want, the outcome that you want. Or maybe it's you just want a really beautiful, happy, peaceful marriage. I know that's my outcome. You know, I love that that's the byproducts that I can do all these things for my husband. But at the end of the day, I want a rock solid marriage. Because when my marriage is rock solid, I am feeling good. I know I am even mothering even better. I just feel great. So you can start doing things for you, even cleaning up the house. I know there are many days and nights where the last thing I want to do is do the dishes and clean whatever, pick up a thousand different clothes and all the toys and all that stuff. I'm exhausted. You know, I just put the kids down. We did bath time, uh, brushing our teeth, reading, all that stuff. And you're just like, okay, this is mommy time. But then you realize your whole house is, you know, blown up. So you have to you know, clean up. And I'm exhausted. I'm like, God, this is just something else that I have to do. But now I say to myself, I love the feeling of waking up to a clean home. I enjoy it. This is why I do it. I am doing that for me. I like a nice home. I like being around children that are respectful. So I'm going to instill that in my kids because I like it. This needs to be, I know we're getting towards the end of the year. It's almost, you know, we're almost there. But this needs to be the year of selfish mamas. You You don't have to do things for other people. You're doing it for you. And then it doesn't have to feel like a burnout. Now, this is something that has worked beautifully in my life. You know, now I've I've decided to put myself first. And when I do that, my life is just a little bit more pleasant, peaceful, and joyous.